knows really where God's going to be taking this broadcast today. So just right out front, we're not in charge of this. This is his broadcast. This is his time where he can minister however he wants to. So the subject on here is how God can use us powerfully, but will God change it? I don't know. We're totally open to it. But Abby this morning, she already shared we were working in different places. As Abby shared with me what she was ministering at the nursing homes, and as I was just praying in the Holy Ghost over today's broadcast and just seeking him on what he wanted to share with us about, he just kept bringing up to me the fact that he desires to use every single person in his kingdom powerfully, not small. Every single person has a plan of God over their lives that is powerful. And he desires to move strongly for them, strongly in them, and strongly through them. That's his plan for every single one of us. He desires to show himself strong on our behalf. He desires to have us become carriers of his glory. You can be used mightily by God, but whether we access that or not, the decision is in our hands. And so this whole week we've been talking about avoiding burnout, avoiding burnout in leadership, avoiding burnout with people, avoiding burnout through culture, avoiding personal burnout through fellowship. Why do we talk about this? Why is this broadcast, honestly not just this broadcast, why is Boomerang International Incorporated as a whole becoming known as a ministry that challenges people's flesh? Why are we becoming known as a ministry where people come in and they have to grow if they're going to stay in this culture? It's because we as a ministry desire to see Every single child of God reach their full potential in Christ. And the only way that happens is if we wake up. And this is really what he was saying to me. It's time for us to wake up to the responsibility that's in our hands to step into him. It's time for us to step into him differently than we ever have before. Boomerang, we've done well. You know, Seastone, you've done well. Hope City, you've done well. Our partners, our minister, like our ministers that are connected to us, you've done well. But we're not done. We have not hit the ends of God. We have yeah. not un- outsearched him. We're not done digging into him. We're not done yeah. diving into him. There's more, there's more, there's more of him that we are to search out, that we are to find. There's more for us to do. There's more for us to become. There's more goodness for us to have. There's more blessing for us to walk in. There's more. We've tasted. We've yeah. Seen, but all we've done is basically licked the ice cream cone. We haven't devoured it yet. We're just getting started. Yeah. And today, let this be a broadcast yeah. where faith is imparted into every person watching, selves included, me and Abby very much included. Let this be a day where God l- literally lights us up with yeah. his fire, with his faith, with his hunger to say, I'm not done pressing in. Lord. I'm not at my max. I have more that I can do to step into you. I'm not done. I'm just getting started. Yeah. 
Well, and how do we reach into those new things? How do we reach into those new levels? And it's with our expectation. Yeah. How do we reach those things? How do we have that faith? It's with our expectation. Pastors said it last week on the broadcast. We will receive what we expect. Yes. He also said this. You know, we, we know that the biblical definition of hope is different than what the world has said hope is. The biblical definition of hope is a joyful, yes. confident expectation. Yes. Hope is a joyful, confident expectation. Yes. Put that in the comments. And we see here, it's with faith that we access all things. It's, it's with faith that we access these new levels, this new anointing, yes. everything that God has. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. So yes, faith is the answer. But how do we do that? Well, we see here in Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, 1. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Yeah. Now we know hope is a joyful, confident expectation. So let's replace hope just with its definition. Now faith is the assurance yeah. of things expected. Yes. Faith is the assurance of things expected. We will receive what we expect. Yes. So it's time for us as the body of Christ. Man, we've seen some great things. We truly have. I think the body of Christ is truly getting strong. The yes. church is truly getting so strong. One of the strongest we've seen in all of the history of the earth. That's the direction we're heading. We've seen some great things. But we can't stop here. No. We can't stop here. And it's time for us to look into the Word of God. See what His normal is. Yeah. Not just, well, this is what I've seen and this is where it fits into the Word. No, keep pressing for yeah. more. Keep pressing for more. See what God's normal is and expect it. Yeah. Because if it's for us, if it's God's normal, then He's already promised it for us. Yeah. We just need to grab a hold of that promise with faith and and start expecting it. Yeah. My goodness. I just found this new promise in here. Even if you've read it a hundred times, but you grabbed a hold of it today. Yeah. Man, I, I gave I gave an example of the nursing homes, and maybe I'll give it in a few minutes, of just grabbing hold of joy fresh the other day. And and yeah, I'll I'll go there now. It was just it was just a couple days ago. I woke up, nothing was the matter at all. I just felt <laughs> Have you ever just felt that way? Just, I, I just don't feel like it. I just felt like coasting through the day and going back to sleep and starting fresh again yeah. the next day. That's just how I felt. I didn't, to truth be told, I didn't even feel like praying for like feeling better or feeling more joyful. I didn't feel like any of it. Yeah. I just wanted to just kind of coast through the day. It's just one of those days and just accepting that. That's what I felt like. But I felt it stirring in my spirit. Just just a small, mm, that's not right. Mm -hmm. And so I started grabbing a hold. And just on my drive in to the church, it's not, it's not a long drive. And I just started, you know what, Lord? You have promised me joy. I grab a hold of it. Mm -hmm. You have made today. Yeah. You have made today. And you don't make anything mediocre. So today is great. Yeah. I'm expecting great things. I'm not just going to coast through this day 
like any other day. No, today is a great day. Yeah. You have made today. There is no other today. It's never been this date before. <laughs> You've got great things, Lord. I'm expecting good things. I receive your joy overflowing me. Yeah. It will overflow me. I receive your peace that passes understanding. Just start confessing the word of God and expecting it expecting it well soon enough i forgot about all of that i just came into work just started i felt a little better but um i i just prayed in expectation i knew okay i feel a little bit better but i know that's not the end yeah i know that's not the end of god god isn't just a oh well i feel a little better yay right that's not god but i knew i had received from him i just kept going kept going through my work that was the day, I don't know if y'all remember on Family Chat, where I started laughing so hard I couldn't speak because I was crying so much. In that moment, the Lord, and even before the broadcast, filled me with such joy I could hardly talk because I was crying so hard. And it wasn't because the jokes we were making were that funny. Right. <laughs> they weren't with, that funny. You were on with Buddy. Yeah. So I mean, I <laughs> we hadn't even said anything <laughs> on the broadcast yet. There wasn't anything to even laugh at. But it was the expectation. See, it's with that expectation that we inherit the things of God. God, I'm expecting your goodness. I am expecting your joy today because you have promised it. And that's how we inherit it. So it's time for us to be used powerfully by God to see what he says is normal for us and to just pray it out, receive it and expect it. Yeah. And that comes with a heart that is continuously, continuously devoted to him, continuously pursuing him. No matter what we think, no matter what we feel, no, none of that should be taken into consideration. Yeah. Like what I'm th- what I'm feeling should not be taken into consideration when it comes no, to do I all. make a move for God or not? Am I going to go to church today? Well, Lord, I'm just not feeling it. My feelings do not get a vote yeah. at the party. My feelings yeah. have nothing to do with my tenacity for God. It's a resolution that I've decided on the depths of who I am that I yep. will go after God no matter what. And it's that person that God can show himself strong on their behalf toward. Second Chronicles 16, 9. I'm going to read it in two translations because yeah. it gives a really good picture. In the King James, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward him. Now, what that word, what that last part means, I'll read it in the New American Standard. The eyes of the Lord move to and fro through the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. Yeah. Those whose heart is completely his. Those are the people that God can show himself strong. He can show himself strong for the people who have made a decision that says, God, you get all of me. You get every single part of me, every aspect of my thinking, every aspect of my life, every aspect of what I say, what I speak, where I go, what I do. I'm putting you at the forefront, God, because I love you that much. I honor you that much. I'm hungrier for you than I I am anything else. Yeah. When the when a person 
has given their heart to God, then God can show himself strong on their behalf. Yeah. Because God's not going to have to persuade them. He's not going to have to take his time convincing them yeah. to follow him. No, we've, we've jumped all in and say, I'm in with you on this, God. You don't have to convince me. You don't have to persuade me. Your love has done all the convincing I'll ever need. The shedding of your son's blood is all the proof I'm yeah. ever going to need that you're good enough for me, that you love me this much, that your will for me is perfect and pure. You don't have yeah. to convince me anymore. I'm set. I'm sure. I have a trust in you. Put that in the comments. God doesn't have to convince me anymore. I am yeah. sure that he loves me. I am sure that he's for me. I am sure that he wants me. I am sure that he's chosen me. I am sure. And that's what God desires to bring us to today. A surety. A surety, a yeah. confidence that he is trustworthy, a confidence that he is faithful, a confidence that his word is true. No matter what I see today and no matter what I see tomorrow, God doesn't change. He is always good. And if he was good enough to raise Jesus from the dead, he's good enough for me today and whatever thing I need, he's good enough for me tomorrow. He's always going to be enough for me. He is yeah. always going to be perfect. He's always going to love me. There's nothing he can do that will ever hurt my confidence in him. Yeah. There's nothing God can do to hurt my confidence in him. He is only good and he can show himself in full strength full strength. It says God cannot just show himself, but God shows himself strongly. He shows up strongly in full strength toward the people who have given him his whole heart. A second witness of this is in Jeremiah 29 verses yeah. 13, where it says, seek me and you'll find me when you'll search for me with your right. whole heart. God today is raising up a people who don't just give him a portion of their heart, mm -hmm. who don't just give him a chunk of time during the week and say, okay, this is your time, God. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. He's looking for people whose entire lives are his, whose yeah. entire hearts are his. Everything we're doing, everything we're about, it's you, Jesus. Yeah. He's looking for those people who would truly strip their lives of any other option and say, yeah. I have no other choice. You're my choice. I choose you, Jesus. You're yeah. the only choice I need. I've got to have you. And when we make that kind of all-in yeah. decision, God <laughs> can then back our all-in with his showing of all-in. He's already made that call. Like He's already decided, yeah. I'm all-in with my people. He's just waiting for us to belly up to the table too. And when we get there, he can show us how strong he is, just how mighty he is. He's just waiting for us. Yeah. Uh, literally word for word what I was getting ready to say. It, it all comes down to making a decision of being all in. Yeah. And that's all it comes down to. Because once we make that quality decision, Lord, whatever you ask me to do, I will do. Yes. Any decision I make, every decision I make is based off of you and your word. I am all in my entire life. Every decision I make, whether I feel like it, whether I don't, yeah. it's you. That's 
when we start to, I mean, just constantly reach new levels. Yep. Until then, it's it's back and forth. It's because we have a foot in both worlds. Mm-hmm. It's 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 hard living to live like that. That's being lukewarm, and yeah. that's terrible. God hates that. It's this decision. We want to be used powerfully by God. Then make this decision. And we're definitely going to be leading at the end of this broadcast a prayer to make this decision. So hold on, because we're going to be doing this. But it's that quality decision to be all in. Yeah. Where we get to those places where, man, I may not feel like it at all. I may feel, you know, absolutely horrible, absolutely terrible. But God's yeah. word still stands. So I, I've already promised God, this is what I have to do. I have to obey his word. Yeah. I've already promised that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. That's, that's what we've got to do. That quality decision. You know, a, an example came up to me. Honestly, we, uh, we went to the Philippines and Mexico. My dad and I did this summer. And truthfully, God unlocked a different part of me and took me up to new levels that I, w- I was hungry for and hungry after and seeking him for, uh, for months. He took me to those and things unlocked. It was wonderful. New levels I've never been at before on those trips and ministering on those trips. But I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't know that I've said this on this broadcast. If I just went by my feelings on those trips, I would have felt like I would have backslidden. Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding. Like, I, I was saved. I hadn't done anything. But I just felt like, gosh, I must have done something. Because I feel totally backslidden. Mm-hmm. There was nothing I had done except just believing those thoughts for a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but it was there was nothing there. It was just feelings. And how how did I get out of that and reach the place where I reached totally new levels yeah. and what God wanted to do and ministering the way he wanted to? It was doing the right thing even when I didn't feel like it. Sure. Putting myself, finding myself in his word, even when I didn't feel like it. Confessing, I am the righteousness of God in Christ, even when I felt like a worm, <laughs> honestly, some days. I, my mind didn't believe it when my heart was confessing it, but I kept doing it. Yeah. And soon enough, my body had to line up with what my spirit was saying yeah. because of the, that all-in decision. So as you were saying, it has nothing to do with feelings. Mm. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Feelings have nothing to do with it. Yeah. Feelings will try to come and go just like waves. And if we'll, if we're going to be led by them, then that's how our life will be. It'll 100%. come and go. And that's what we see the world is. People are emotional cases of just up and down and up and down because they've been led by their feelings. Yeah. But we've got to be, we've got to live on another level. Mm-hmm. We're not led by our feelings. That doesn't yeah. change the word of God. Just because I wake up one day and may feel it or not feel it doesn't mean that God's word has changed. Doesn't mean that I'm not any more the righteousness of yeah. God in Christ than I was two days ago. God's word doesn't change because yeah. my feelings do. No. God's word doesn't change. We've got to make this all-in decision. It was so funny. Literally, all-in decision came up and then you said it. We've got to make this all-in decision today. If we want to see new levels, we want to see the power of God, we've got to make this decision that no matter what, through thick and thin, through light and dark, I will follow you and my decisions will only be based off of the word of God. Yeah. That's it. Yes. And... 
It's not something that you can logically grasp. It's not something that you're going to catch with your mind first. This is something that our spirit's going to catch first. Yeah. Our mind was never designed by God to be in charge. Yeah. Our spirit man is what needs to be in charge. So our spirit man is lapping up this word. Yeah. Our spirit man is hungry for this revelation. It's hungry to be put in the driver's seat. Yeah. And I know that there are people watching, whether you're live right now or it's in the archive to come. I know that there are people watching and logically it's like, I don't know how to do that. You don't need to know how to do no. that. You don't need to logically comprehend it. You know, it's just a matter of doing it. Well, I don't know why I'm doing it this way. Stop putting your mind on the throne. Stop putting logic on the throne. That should never be what's our determining factor. Mm -hmm. The word is our standard. Yeah. So if the word says to do something, we do that thing, regardless of whether we get it or not. You know, there have been so many times where, whether it's been me asking or someone around me, where I've watched people go to pastor and they'll ask him something and he'll give an answer. They're like, well, I, how, how do I do it? And pastor's answer is do it. Just do it. Well, how you do it? Well, I, I don't know. How, do it. And that used to be so frustrating on my flesh until I realized <laughs> it's legitimately that simple. Yeah. It's simple to not let feelings be in the driver's seat. Yeah. It's just a matter of turning down the volume. You know, what we listen to is what we're going to follow. So yeah. if we've been listening to our feelings or we've been listening to our worldly logic, that's going to be the pathway we take. So how do we stop listening to feelings? Turn, turn the volume down. Have good feelings, but if a bad emotion turns up, turn it down. Yeah. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. See, that's the revelation that we need. We need to recognize we are God's righteousness. Yeah. The end. And I can tell as I'm saying this that it's challenging. Like I can sense it in the spirit that there's some resistance to what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's not me saying it. This is yeah. the word. He has yeah. told us his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Mm -hmm. So if we want to mentally understand God, we've got to first come up in the spirit and allow God to be the revealer of all things. We're not going to get yeah. it on this lower level of operation. We should not expect God to speak to us like yeah. common man speaks to us because he is a higher being. I yeah. don't expect God to come down to me. He already did that in Jesus so that Jesus could then help raise me up to God's level. Yeah. God doesn't need to come down to man's level again. He did it already. He needs man to come up to God's level of operation. Yeah. He needs us to come up to how he thinks. He doesn't need to come down to us. He already did it. He needs us to come up to him because in him we live yeah. and we move and we find our being. We will not find it on this earth apart from him. He needs us to come up higher, mm -hmm. come up higher, come up higher. The revelation <laughs> of righteousness, come up higher and grab it. Yeah. It's who we are. It's who we are. And I know that this took a little bit of a shift, but I could sense it in my spirit as Abby was talking. In 2 Corinthians 
2, no, not 2, 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he says, he made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He's given us his righteousness. We have it right now. It's who he paid for us to become, but we won't have it unless we stop thinking on a lower level. Yeah. We've got to stop operating on a lower level. We've yeah. got to stop living and thinking that this is normal. Thinking that it's normal to be jerked up and down. Mm-hmm. Thinking that it's normal to just, I've got to get it. I've got to get it. I've got to mentally get it. I've got to figure it out. I've got to know what to do. That's not how God operates. That's yeah. not God's normal. And if it's not God's normal, it does not have to be our normal either. Yeah. Put that in the comments. If it's not normal to God, it does not have to be my normal. JLo said an unexpected opportunity arose this week that ended up costing me a couple hundred dollars. I can tell you my praise and worship was amplified that day. I refused to let my flesh get in the way. That's coming up higher. Yeah. Yeah. When logically, the worldly logic would say, figure out how to make that money back. That's choosing to come up higher to a different realm of operation. Something that goes against worldly logic. It's time for us to come up higher. Higher. Just put the word in the comments right now. Higher. God (laughs) has higher for each one of us. And it comes as we go to where God is. Yeah. And how do we do that? By removing every other option. Mm -hmm. My only option is God. Mm -hmm. My only option is obedience to God. That's it. I'm telling you, life gets super simple. (laughs) It gets very simple and very easy. But making that decision is very attacked. (laughs) Our flesh, our mind does not want to make that decision. I tell you, once you make the quality decision and you really, you make it with your whole heart. And man, I'm going to own up to this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to belly up. I'm going to follow this through. My only option is the word of God. Life becomes so simple. It does. So simple because there's no option for fear. There's no option for worry. Yeah. There's no option for anything to not work out for good because yeah. God has promised every good thing will work out. Yeah. Everything will work out for good to those who love me. We see a great example of this with the father of faith, with Abraham. We see when God promised him a son, he started thinking of other options because it didn't seem to be happening. It didn't seem to be happening. So, man, it must, he started doubting and, man, it must need to happen some other way because maybe, you know, maybe we need to help out. And started, all these other options started to come. And we see that he meditated on these options. Now, these options didn't seem totally evil. You know, I'm just going to try to help God out. But it was rooted in a place of doubt. It wasn't just patiently waiting on the Lord. And his word and only following his words, it was rooted in a place of doubt. So even though it didn't seem completely evil in nature. It seemed to be wanting to follow the word of God. It was other options. We've got to remove those other options. And in that, we see that Ishmael was born. But we see that he learned his lesson. And we see later in the story, when God asked him to sacrifice Isaac, that seemed like a pretty hard thing. I mean, that's literally life and death. It doesn't seem to make sense. Why would God, who is perfect life, perfect love, ask for this? This doesn't seem to make sense. This doesn't seem to add up. What in the world? And he did not know the end of the story. Hear this. This really happened. Put yourself in his shoes. God asked you to do this and you don't know what's going to happen. 
But you know you have to be obedient because you've made this all indecision like he had. And he had removed every other option to the point that the word says he knew that even if the Lord wanted him to follow through with this act, which he was going to do, unless the Lord himself stopped him, he knew that God would raise Isaac back to life because he trusted in God that much. He knew that God was that good. That's what we've got to get to. We've got to get to that point of faith. We've got to get to that point of all in. We've got to get to that point of removing every other option because we trust God. That's how we reach into those other levels. That's how we reach into those next levels of hunger, that next level of fire, that next level of anointing because every other option is dead to me. I've killed it. It has no choice in my life. Only what God says goes. And if I haven't heard from him, then I wait for him. I don't make up other options. Only what he says goes. Yeah. That's how we do it, by removing every other option. And truth be told, this like this broadcast should be exciting to our yeah. spirit, but it should challenge every single person watching because yeah. not one person watching is fully walking this out. Right. If we were, we would be hearing about it on a regular basis. Like we would have people who are raising the dead, who are having their shadow heal people the way that the disciples had their shadow heal people when they just walked by them. We'd be hearing about the financial miracles. We'd be hearing about the glory that flows through us. We've seen a part. And that's, that's what I want. A, I, I don't want to harsh anything, but yeah. I want us to become sober. You know, the word tells us that we are to be of sober spirits. Yeah. And it is very easy in a company of believers like we're in right now to get it, be excited and feel like we've done something. You know, and here's the thing. We've seen victories in this body. Pastor just shared one yesterday about, about having a contract to go on international television in his email yesterday. Like we've seen victories in this company. We've done great things in this company, but we have not reached the end of them. We can't get familiar enough and be like, I've arrived. I don't have, I, I am doing all of this. I am hungry. Okay, when's the last time we raised someone from the dead? Then I can get hungrier. Yeah. When's the last time I went out and won a soul? Then I can get hungrier. When's the last time that just being around someone, words of wisdom and knowledge started flowing out of me? Then I can get hungrier. We have not reached our limit of hunger. And we've got to be really, really honest. Pastor Danielle just put it in the comments. We've got to judge ourselves rightly. There is so much more. Yeah. There's so much more. You know, I've been teaching a course here at Impact University about the life and teachings of Christ. And just in reading John the Baptist, and I was reading him this morning right before the broadcast, you know, John the Baptist came to preach to all of the religious leaders at that time, people who thought they had their stuff together. Here And they were without a voice of a prophet for years and years. Here comes this man who logically to the world looks insane. Like living in the woods, dressed in like fur, eating wild locusts and honey. Yeah. 
It's not like he was the well-kept, suited-up man of the times. He looked illogical. And yeah. he came and challenged what they had considered to be normal. Yeah. And he comes out and he's like, it's time to repent. It's time to get ready because yeah. so much more is coming. So much more is coming. Yes. And you had the people who had ears to hear him. You had the people whose hearts were hardened and you had the people who were logically trying to figure it out. And we're like, well, convince me. Convince me that what Abby is saying is true. Yeah. Convince me that this broadcast is for me. It's not our job to convince anyone. Our job is to be, all of our jobs is to be the person to stand for righteousness and say there's more. We can get hungrier. We can yeah. be all in. We can choose God. We can see the miraculous. It's not hard. It's not heavy. It just requires a decision. Yeah. And you see, as, as John is preaching, he says, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. He gets a little harsher before that, but we're going to look at the nicer part. Therefore, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not say to yourselves, we have Abraham for our father. They were looking for a reason to not get hungry. Yeah. I don't need to get hungry. I go to church enough. Yeah. I don't need to be in more expectation. Don't you see the expectation I walk in on Sunday morning? Yeah. I am hungry. My kids are in church. My family's good. I make a good living. I'm hungry enough to drive to the tent meetings in Jefferson. Mm -hmm. You can see my hunger. We don't have an excuse not to get hungrier. Yeah. We don't have that excuse. John's response to that was, I say to you that from these stones, God is able to raise up children to Abraham. Basically saying it doesn't matter what qualifications we have in our backpack that would make us think that we don't need to get hungrier. God doesn't care about that. God cares about our heart. He cares yeah. about our fruit. Yeah. He cares about our output. <clears throat> he cares if we'll take him by faith. We've got to mm -hmm. take him by the hand and let him yeah. lead us to triumph. He says in verse 9, Indeed, the axe is already laid at the root of the trees. So every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut yeah. down and thrown into the fire. See, we would be remiss in this broadcast or just as the body of Christ as a whole if we skip over some of this stuff and we just have cheerleader moments of there's more to God. You can do it. You can be amazing. All of this is true. Yeah. But there's a sober part of God that says, yeah. wake up to yeah. the reality of what's happening. Living by emotions will kill you. Yeah. Wake up. The enemy's trying to give you sleeping pills so that you fall asleep to his schemes and you don't resist and your family mm -hmm. line stops resisting. Wake up. There's more that God has for you and it's so much better than where you are right now. Even if right now is good, he's trying to make you stay in captivity and bondage to stay small. He's trying to make us settle. Wake up. It's time to get hungrier. It's time to get thirstier. Mm -hmm. It's time to press in more. Praise God there's good fruit. But can we bear more good fruit? Are we done? No. Mm -hmm. We're alive. 
put this in the comments. If I'm alive, I have fruit to bear. Yeah. If I'm alive, I have fruit to bear. If I am alive, I have a responsibility to bear fruit. Yeah. I have to. I have to bear fruit for God because he sent everything in his son for me. I have a responsibility for fruit. Yeah. And living on that different level, living on that new level, on that new level calls for another level of operation. For sure. It's going to look different. We're going to have to change our habits. Yep. We're not going to reach these levels of anointing, flooding the place, mm -hmm. flooding people just because we opened our mouth, yeah. healing people just because our shadow touched them, just passed over them by watching six hours of movies every day. No. We can't keep doing that and expecting. You know, it's, it's just like anything. You can't expect to be an expert on computer technology if you spend every day just, you know, building Legos, building Legos and coloring, coloring books. It's not going to happen. happen someday. You know, I just, God's called me to be a computer scientist. So it's just going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to keep doing, you know, what I feel like doing right now. And it'll just happen one day. Have fun with that lottery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it may not happen. <laughs> then in that it, case, it probably won't. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if that's the decision you're making, he, his calling is still there. The yeah. calling's without repentance, yep. but it's up to us to be obedient. Yep. He's got that. Yeah. He's got that unction inside of you. Hey, go spend time with me. Listen to this broadcast. Listen to anointed preaching and teaching. It's going to impart the hunger that you need inside of you. Yeah. It's going to impart the hunger that takes you to that meeting where you get the impartation, where yeah. you get the fire that's going to take you to this place yep. where you pour it out and you receive more. That's going to take you to this place. It's it starts with the obedience. Yeah. And it, we have to be willing to live on another level. Yes. Because if all we want to do is hold on to our comfort level, hold on to this is what I do every day. This is what I want to do. This is what I want my life to look like because this is what I'm comfortable with then this is all we'll have mm -hmm. get used to it because this level that you're at right now is the highest you'll ever reach that's true comfort is truly the enemy of progress yep we have as Christians we have to get used to Getting comfortable being uncomfortable. A hundred percent. We have to get comfortable with being stretched. We have to get comfortable with discipline. I'm, I'm not to the fullness of this yet, but I can truly say because of God's faithfulness and because his word stands, it's become that I, I look forward to discipline. I'm not even lying. Yeah. I was asking him, Lord, if there's something I can change right now, I'm, I'm like, I have an excitement on me. Point it out to me. Yeah. Point it out to me. There is an excitement on me. That's not the flesh, guys. <laughs> and that comes from yeah. obedience. Yeah. That comes through faith. That comes from hunger for the Lord. We've got to get that. We've got to be, put that in the comments. Yep. We have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. I was talking to someone today and the Lord asked them to do something that they didn't want to do. They, they're a shy person. He asked them to start doing something that was, that was going to put them in front of people. Uh, and it was going to put them in the spotlight just a little bit. 
And I said, you've, you've got it. If he's truly asked you to do that, then it just takes the one step, just the one step and get, get used to that. Take that one step of obedience and then you'll get used to that. And then he'll ask you to do something else that's going to be uncomfortable. And that same obedience as said, I said, and before long, you'll look back at where you are today mm-hmm. and you will not be able to recognize the person. And it's not because you took massive steps. Now, I'm not saying God won't ask you to do things that are crazy seeming to your mind. Sometimes they are massive steps. Yeah. But it's those small obediences, one after the other. God asks you, okay, go to Walmart after work today because there's someone there I want you to pray with. Well, that's not a massive step. Mm-hmm. That doesn't. That's not a massive life-altering, you know, sell your house and move. Yeah. But that step of obedience builds up that confidence inside of you so that next time he asks you to do it, yeah. it's a whole lot easier. And the next time he asks you, and before long, he may ask you to preach on the corner of the street, <gasps> preaching to tons of people. And it is an easy obedience for you because every single thing he asked you to do before that was an easy obedience. And you saw the fruit of that obedience. Yeah. It's those small steps, getting comfortable with stepping outside of our comfort zones. Before long, you'll look back and that person you used to be, you can, every person watching, I know, look back a few years ago and it's a totally different person. I I don't see a single person in the comments right now who doesn't have that testimony. Look back and it's because of those obediences that have gotten you here today. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. Do you want to reach those new levels? You want to reach that power. You want to reach that anointing. It's time to make the decision. This is great, but it's not enough for me. Mm-hmm. I'm tight. I'm, I've got to get uncomfortable with just staying stagnant here yeah. at this position. I've reached a great level and this is awesome. This is great. But you don't see, you know, professional athletes just stopping at high school level nope. or college level. Um, I mean, let's even talk about college level. That's amazing. That's on TV. You know, college level football is amazing. They're famous. It's on TV. Tons of fans. I mean, a lot of people don't hit that level. A lot of people don't hit the hunger level of the people that I see on this broadcast. Uh, you're so far We're so far beyond what most Christians have hit, but that's not enough. That's true. You never get the the people remembered for generations, talked about for generations, if they don't push for more. Yep. Even when they've seen great things, we've got to push for more. You know, we see Smith Wigglesworth, we see Billy Graham, we see Kenneth Copeland, we see all these ministers, and they could have stopped with just doing these great things. Well, you know, I, I won some souls and people are really being touched by my ministry and I've done all this. All of that is great. But if we stop here, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yep. And it's not reaching what God has for us because we know that Jesus said right before he left, he gave the great commission and he said, you will do what I have done and greater. Mm-hmm. Well, church, you're doing great. You are doing great. We're doing great. But we haven't done greater than what Jesus did. No. We haven't seen it yet. And he wasn't just giving a figure of speech right there. It wasn't just a figure of speech. So there's more. 
we know it, we can take hope in it, which means there's more levels. Yeah. Well, that's encouraging because as great as this is, I'm excited to see more, but yeah. it's going to take a different level of operation. Yeah. We have to be willing to make personal sacrifices. And it's not just doing for doing's sake. No. You know, it's not just going out. Well, Barrett and Abby told me today to go bear fruit. So now I've got to go do all this stuff and I've got to show that I'm hungry here no. and show that I'm hungry here and make sure I'm doing it. Nothing about this broadcast is encouraging anyone to go back to living under the law. We were paid free to be yeah. free from the law. We don't have to return there. But bearing fruit means yeah. that we return to our first love. I mean, that that's what the entire Reset series that changed everything in this ministry was about. Was Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole, they had a good marriage. They were producing good fruit. And then one day they were on a cruise and the Lord told Pastor to look at Pastor Nicole. She was just admiring the scenery on their like their bedroom balcony on the cruise. She was just looking at it and the Lord told her or told her, told Pastor, look at her. So he looked at her. And he spent some minutes watching her. And then the Lord challenged him. It was like, when's the last time you looked at her like that? And he realized there's a part of me that walked away from my first love. I, he didn't leave Pastor Nicole. Nothing like was happening. Their marriage wasn't broken. But had that revelation not hit, it wouldn't be the marriage it is now yeah. that's changing lives in other marriages. And that moment yeah. led Pastor to the revelation that comes in the book of Revelation in the church of Ephesus, the letter yeah. to that church, where this church is doing great deeds. They're doing mighty things, looking like they're hungry. The ch like of all the churches, this one looks hungry. They're doing some stuff for God. And why am I bringing yeah. this up? Like we could have ended a little bit ago before Abby and I, like probably 20, we could have stopped. But mm -hmm. this moment, I know this company. I know that we have people that will yeah. work and will serve and love God. I know it here in Boomerang. I know it in the spirit at Seastone. I yeah. know that we have churches that are partnered with us that will do what it takes to get the job done. And you're, you're people of honor, people who will work. Yeah. That's what this church did. It said, I know your deeds. This is the Lord talking to the church of Ephesus. I know your deeds. I know your toil. I know your work. I know your perseverance and that you cannot tolerate evil men, that you put to test those who call themselves apostles and they are not, and that you found them to be false yeah. and you have perseverance. You've endured for my name's sake. You've not grown weary. This sounds good. Yeah. All of this lead up is like, I'm about to get a pat on the back from God. Yeah. Like he, like this is my time where he's going to be like, yeah. you're hungry. Good job being a good example. Yeah. But he says in verse four, Revelation two, four, I have this against you. You left your first love. They're doing all of these things that look like good fruit, but they do not have a heart of truly loving God behind it. It's what we talked about earlier in the broadcast. Second Corinthians or Second Chronicles 6:19. God shows himself strong for the people who have given them their whole heart, or who have given God their whole heart. Th these people left their first love. They did not have a heart that was given to God. 
not fully. Somewhere along the way, the love for God, which had put them in this operational church, it clicked off and they just started running through the motions. I've run through the motions of hunger. I've been here every time the doors are open. I, I, I can't think of a time where I haven't been here. The doors are open. I'm here. The church is open. I'm here. Pastor somewhere. I'm there. I want to be where he is. I want to go where he goes. I want to hear what he preaches. He preaches a message. I'm listening to it. He gets a word. I have those words on my phone if I can. I'm listening to it. I'm medit- I've done all of these things and been outside of hunger because somewhere along the way, my heart got switched off and I just started doing it. I've done this before more, t- more times than once. And we've got to ensure that our heart flips on. That we're not just doing it to do it. That our heart's connected to it. Yeah. Praise and worship. We're not just singing to sing. We're there to worship God. To crucify the flesh. Our heart's connected to it. We're not just praying to pray. We're praying because we love God. And we love his people. We're doing it because we love him. The ministry of helps. We're not just cleaning to clean. We're cleaning because we love God. Yeah. I'm not just going to my job because I have to. I'm going because I love God. When I wake up in the morning, I'm not just talking to him because I have to. I'm doing it because I love him. And if we want to be used powerfully, if we want to be all in, if yeah. we want to do the greater things, our hearts got to be in it. It's got yeah. to be in it. Our love for God has to be first. So the fruit that we're talking about bearing, it's first love fruit. It's fellowship. Of all of this, how can we be used powerfully? We get in Him. Yeah. We get in fellowship. Yeah. We abide. We listen. We obey. We get in Him. We, fell, we begin to know Him. And in the knowing of him, we do those things. We do what pleases him. In fellowship, we avoid what hurts his heart. In fellowship, we carry out his bidding. In fellowship, we trust him. That's the fruit we need to bear. That's why it's easy. It's just being with God. Yeah. Like it gets hard when we try to do all the other stuff on our own and live by the list. The list we're to follow, the fruit we're to bear in keeping with repentance, it's fellowship. Yeah. That's the fruit. Yeah. The end. I, all done. There's a good example of this in the story of Elijah and Elisha. When Elijah came to Elisha, he found him like plowing out his garden or whatever it was, his field. And he, he called him to follow him, to come with him. And we see what Elisha did is he burnt everything. Yeah. He, he yeah. burnt all of his possessions. He left it all behind. He, he quite literally, I mean, caught it on fire, yeah. burned it, gone. And he, he left with Elijah. He did that because he made this same all-in decision that God is leading us to today. Yeah. He removed every other option. For him to not obey the word of God. The word of God was, for him was to follow Elijah. Now he knew. I mean we can imagine. The flesh 
would like to have that comfort zone of, well, if this doesn't work out with Elijah, you know, if he, if he, if I get offended, you know, yeah. if he offends me, I mean, he, he's, if he just turns out to be a terrible person, I'll have this to come back to. That's the flesh. That's the flesh. We've all felt that with plenty of decision that, that the Lord has asked us to do. We've all wanted a cop out. Honestly, our flesh has. We see Elisha burnt it. He mm-hmm. burnt it all. Yeah. Removed every other option. My only option, all that I will allow myself to do is obey God. I'm all in. There's no other option. Without obedience to God, I'm not, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> I have to obey God. That's it. And we have to make that decision. Yeah. We have to make that decision. So with our whole heart, And the only way to do this is led by the Lord with our spirit. It may not even make full sense to your brain. Yeah. But we've got to make that decision where we don't allow ourselves to not obey him. For instance, like, I I will not, you will not find me being hangry. Like, that may be normal to the world. That is not okay to me. That is, that does not line up with the word. At no point does he say, it is okay to be uh, angry because you were hungry. <laughs> no, that does not line up with his word. So it, it is not an option for me to ever. Yeah. I don't care how hungry I get. I don't care if I've been fasting for 120 days. I don't even know if that's, I'm sure, I'm sure with the Lord that's physically possible. I don't care. You're not going to find me angry because I'm hungry because it's not an option to me any longer. I will not allow myself to. That's just one of many, many examples but we've got to make we've got to make set boundaries for ourselves Mm -hmm. i'm not going to allow myself to meditate on thoughts like that i'm not going to allow myself to do this i'm not going to allow myself to say no when god asks me to do something yeah you know we've got to make the decision when i'm in a church service if the lord asked me to jump up and down if he asked me to go up to the altar and start dancing if he asked me to run around the room and i know he asked me to i'm i will not allow myself to not do that yep We've got to make those decisions because when we make those decisions, man, our life skyrockets. Yeah. Because it's the obedience of God. Every obedience is an open door to God that allows him straight into our lives. Yeah. Straight in. And the word already has done so much of that for us. Oh, yeah. Like, that's why being in the word is yeah. vital to a Christian. Because yeah. W- you did not say wrong, but so many people will hear what Abby just said and be like, okay, when God tells me to dance for him, I'll dance for him. When God tells me to go to the altar, then I'll go to the altar. When God tells me to raise my hands, I'll raise my hands. When we have an entire book that tells us how to praise our king and the book tells us that we're to give a joyful shout to God, why are we waiting? I'm not saying that we should just go and hijack a service and just run because we feel like it. But I'd rather someone do that because they saw it in the word and the word came alive to them and they got revelation of it and they're trying. I'd rather someone try and miss it than wait for God to force them out of the airplane. Yeah. God's telling us to jump. 
And he's given us a whole book of direction on how we should pray. He's yeah. given us a whole book of direction of what praise and worship should be like. He's given us a whole book of direction on how we should live. Why are we waiting for special daily yeah. words of, okay, now today, don't be angry today. Okay, today I won't be. Bump it. We've got an yeah. entire book that teaches us what right living looks like. Yeah. We should not be so immovable and so stoic and so rigid and so scared. We cannot be scared to follow God. Yeah. We yeah. can't be scared to try. God yeah. celebrates noble failure. If man celebrates noble failure, where did we get that from? We learned it from him. Yeah. He loves us even if we make a mistake. If we make a mistake in trying to pursue him, he's a good father. He's a good father. He doesn't, shouldn't need to have to convince us to be passionate for him. He should not need to do that. Yeah. He gave his only son, shed his blood before Jesus died, put every sin imaginable on him. Made it so that he was unrecognizable as a man. Allowed it. Yeah. Allowed that on him. Turned his back on him. We think about it from Jesus' perspective a lot. Imagine it from God the Father's perspective. His yeah. only son. And he has to turn his back on him to fulfill prophecy. Yeah. He has to. The son he loves. He should not have to convince me. To be passionate for him. He should not have to persuade me. Have to convince me. Have to, okay, now you raise your hands. Raise your stinking hands in church. Sing praises to your king. Passionately pray. Passionately disciple people. Connect your heart to what you're doing for God. Love him that much. Be willing to be bold for God. Be willing to have people point and laugh and be like, oh man, she's, <laughs> look at her right now. I'm not angry. I love my king so much. And he loves people. And he wants people to live free from yeah. fear of man. And fear of man will kill. Fear of man will keep us small. Fear of man won't allow us in the fullness of the throne room. It'll keep us on the fringes watching others go in and out. And it'll keep us too timid. God does not want that. He paid for us to be free from that. He loves us too much. Make a move for God. Try. Be someone who's willing to go against what the others are doing. If you go into your church this Sunday and people aren't hungry, you be the one who is. Yeah. You be the one who's willing to go to the altar. If no one else is, you be willing to. Yeah. Be willing to laugh in the spirit. Yeah. Don't wait for him to just make it happen out of you. Be willing to put it on. Yeah. Be willing to be the person in your family that stands for God when no one else is. Be willing to. And God will back that every single time. Yeah. He's so faithful. Yeah, put that in. Put that in the comments. I will be hungry yeah. even if no one else is, because it's when we reach that point that 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 it's true for yeah. us. Because it it can be easy if everyone <laughs> everyone in the church is jumping. Okay, I'll jump. 
Because honestly, I'll stand out if I don't. Mm-hmm. It, it can be easy to be hungry when everyone else is. And that's part of the reason why it's important to be hungry because it opens it up for other for sure. people. But it's important too that we're willing to be hungry, to have a hunger for God, such a hunger, such a fire burning for the Lord that even if no one else is, yeah, I will be, Lord. I will be. Even if my entire uh, surroundings, my entire situation right now, every single person is not hungry for you. Every single person is not in joy. Every single person is not in peace. Every single person has a sour attitude. I will be hungry for you. I will be on fire for you. I will be joyful regardless. I will be the light. I will be in peace even while everyone is fussing at me to not be in peace. For sure. Because I value you, Lord. You are my sole focus. You are what I value more than the opinions of others, more than what anybody else cares about. You are, Lord. And when our focus is so much on the Lord and on obeying Him, on that passion for Him, that's when we've got it. Yeah. That's seeking first His kingdom and His righteousness. All things are promised to us as we do that. Yeah. I mean, that just opens the floodgates. Yeah. We've got to reach that point. We're going to pray. Are you ready? Yeah. Now, we're going to pray today, and we're going to make this quality decision. So I invite you, if you feel that in your spirit, now, you don't have to feel it, understand it fully in your head. And if you're saying, I I want to, but I don't think I understand it yet, that's your spirit. (laughs) Your spirit is the one that says, I want to. So pray it out, regardless of it makes sense yet or not in your mind we're going to pray together and we're going to make this all in decision together this decision to remove every other option just like Elisha did I'm removing every other option I'm killing it I cannot do this any longer I must obey you Lord and that's it that's it we've got to uphold that word yeah let your words mean something let them hold weight in your life Let these words that we're about to pray hold weight in your life. Yeah. It'll change your entire life right now if you'll let it. So let's pray together right now. Lord, thank you for empowering every single person today. Thank you that this is an on-time word. And if they were not ready to make this decision yet, if they didn't have the ability to, you would not have them listening. Correct, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the empowerment. You wouldn't call them to do something that you haven't already given them all ability to do, all power to do. Thank you, Lord, for your supply. Where there is a word, there is all supply needed. And right now, everybody, repeat after me. Lord, Lord, you are my savior. You are my savior. You died. You died. And rose again for me. And rose again for me. You're my director. You're my director. You're my savior. You're my savior. You're my Lord. You're my Lord. And I believe in you. And I believe in you. I call on you right now. I call on you right now. Because I'm making a decision. Because I'm making a decision. And I need it empowered by you. And I need it empowered by you. And I know that as I call on you. And I know that as I call on you. 
You come. You come. You answer. You answer. Right now, Lord. Right now, Lord. I make the decision. I make the decision. To be all in. To be all in. Nothing is holding me back. Nothing is holding me back. You give a word. You give a word. And I obey. And I obey. There are no second thoughts anymore. There are no second thoughts anymore. There are no doubts. There are no doubts. That I will listen to that anymore. That I'll listen to anymore. There are no thoughts. There are no thoughts. That I will entertain. That I'll entertain. That want me to disobey you. That want me to disobey you. You are my Lord. You're my Lord. What you say goes. What you say goes. You have the final say. You have the final say. In every area of my life. In every area of my life. Lord, thank you for a fresh hunger. Thank you for a fresh hunger. Thank you for a fresh fire. Thank you for a fresh fire. Thank you for a fresh anointing. Thank you for a fresh anointing. In my life. In my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Lord, right now, thank you that every single person listening to this broadcast who just prayed that prayer, Lord, let your anointing flood them right now. If you have the ability to stop what you're doing right now, please pause what you're doing and just receive. Just sit here for a moment. Lord, let your anointing flood them. Flood them where they are. Let them feel it. Let them sense your anointing. In Jesus' name, let it be a confirmation of this decision they just made. Because it's a big deal. Thank you, Lord, that they are going to new levels. Every single person is going to new levels. You've called them to greater, and you have empowered this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for empowering them to stand up against any doubt that would try to come, any doubt, any fear that would try to come. Thank you, Lord. You've already given them the ability to squash those thoughts. Yep. In Jesus' name, we praise you for this word. We take hope because <laughs> as you've said so many times in this broadcast, you would not ask us to do this if this <laughs> were impossible. You wouldn't ask us to do this if this was honestly going to be hard in you. You've promised everything to be easy and light. So even though this decision may seem difficult to the mind, in you, this is easy and light, empowered by you. And we praise you, Lord, for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, guys, thank you for being hungry for God. Thank you for being here, yeah. for wanting to see great moves of God happen during this time. And look, those of you who were here for the Apostle Scott meetings back a month or so ago, you know that there's a word over this ministry. There is an end time harvest of souls, an yeah. end time revival coming. And this company has a part to play in that. And the decision that you just made helps God to position you to have a part to play, not just the company. It yeah. allows you to be used yeah. by God in these times. So thank you for wanting to serve God. Thank yeah. you for wanting to be believers who are passionate for him. Thank you for that. We so appreciate you and value you. We sow this broadcast into you freely. It is truly our honor as your partners to sow this word in 
each and every single weekday. We take the honor and responsibility yeah. of partnership seriously. And we desire to see the grace that's upon this ministry manifest in your lives. Not just a few times here and there. We desire to see the grace of God consistently in operation in your everyday lives. That's why we sow this into you. We thank you for it, uh, the opportunity to sow. And we ask that if you have leading to sow today, that you obey God. You do yeah. not have to. As we said, it's a free gift that we sow into you. But if the Lord has written it on your heart today and he's told you, sow in, then know that what you're sowing into is ground that is preaching to the nations. We are in process of becoming a yeah. televised broadcast every single week. That's something that we're looking to do very soon. And yeah. so you're sowing into ground that's growing and expanding. We routinely are sending pastor across the nation into other countries to preach the fire of God. And it won't just be Pastor Brian. Your seed allows for the anointing to be administered by m the ministers in this body. It's not yeah. just Pastor Brian. Your seed affords this ministry the opportunity to, to be all that we're called to be. And it also affords you to get the credit for it. When you stand before God, every soul that we save with your seeds, your every soul we that through us, the Lord brings back to himself. Yeah. Every soul that's saved, every life that's changed, every healing that comes, our yeah. partners get credit for that. You get it added to your heavenly account. And so we thank you for partnership. We're so thankful. So Jesus, every person sowing today, we ask in the name that the grace that's on this ministry truly begin to operate in full in our lives now in the name of Jesus. Every person who's sowing, let there be a newfound grace that they're tapping into, a grace that they've never known before, a grace that they're like, all yeah. of a sudden I sound like Pastor Brian. That word that just came out of me sounded like Abby. That sounds like something I heard on the broadcast. Let the grace of the Holy Ghost on this ministry flow through us and into our partners now let it become activated in the name yeah. of Jesus and we call these seeds blessed the things in the spirit are obviously more important, God, than any worldly temporal thing. But we call the worldly and the temporal blessed. We yeah. call the finances blessed. We call the offerings blessed. We call them blessed in the name of Jesus. So blessed that they're pressed down, shaken together. They're running over and they are returning back into the hands of the sower so that they can continually have a constant stream of resources through their hands. Blessed to be a blessing, always equipped with everything that they're needed. We thank you, Father, for it. We call our partners blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 There was an anointing on that. Amen. There was. I could feel it. Blessed in Jesus. That was the word. Yeah. It, every single time it was hitting my spirit and sticking. Yeah. And it, receive it. You will receive what you expect. It's the, the very beginning of the broadcast Amen. today. 
expect that that was yours. Yes. Blessed. There was some, it was weighty. It, yeah. I mean, you're obviously always blessed, but that word specifically for today, it was weighty, especially for the partners. Amen. As you were praying out. Well, God totally delivered as always. (laughs) This broadcast was amazing. If you haven't already, please, please share it because people need to hear this. Mm -hmm. People need to hear this. If if the body of Christ gets a hold of this, it will not be (laughs) but a couple more years max before everyone hears the word and we're up in heaven. Literally, I asked like funnily enough I asked yeah. chat GPT the other day because it knows census stuff better than I do yeah. how long if everyone who professed to be a Christian like just documentedly saying yeah. I am a born again evangelical Christian yep. if everyone who professed to be that would win one soul per week mm-hmm. how long it would take the body of Christ to evangelize yeah. the entire world yeah. it's two and a half weeks it's literally two and a half weeks. If every believer who says that they're a Christian would win literally two souls, like one per week, it would only take two and a half weeks. Yeah. It's time to wake up. <laughs> yeah. It's time. To, we've got work to do. We've got yeah. stuff to accomplish. It's time to wake up. Yeah.